1: Welcome to Coming Home Well. I'm your host, Tyler Piron, and I'm very glad you could join us this morning. You are listening to the only radio show in the country focused on educating civilians about veteran issues. Now, each April, it is set aside as a Military Child Appreciation Month, officially known as the Month of the Military Child. With its start in the mid-80s, the Pentagon and other military support organizations used the month to recognize military kids for their sacrifice and bravery on the home front. The term military brat is a badge of pride worn by generations of kids who have traveled the world with their parents, moving into adulthood with the knowledge that they had the strength to handle anything. I fondly remember my time living overseas in places like Saudi Arabia as a kid where I form friendships and relationships with people from across the globe. Many of our military kids are what are referred to as third-culture kids, where they are raised in a culture other than their parents or the culture of their country of origin. Military children also deal with separations, deployments, frequent moves, and even their parents' injuries as part of the life they were born into or entered with their families. Their strength and resilience is inspiring, especially this year as many of them are facing learning from home, extended separations from a parent, and delayed permanent change of station moves. But it isn't always easy, especially when parents are deployed or dealing with other challenges. One of the great organizations that have stepped up to help military children is Big Brothers Big Sisters, who have developed a special military-focused program to help. In honor of the month of the military child, we have a special interview with Sylvia Muller, who helps lead Operation Big, a special military-focused Big Brother, Big Sister program who'll be right on after this break. Welcome to Coming Home Well. I'm your host, Tyler Piron, and today we are speaking with Sylvia Muller. And I always mispronounce names, but I'm pretty sure I got it right today. And she is with Operation Bigs. And Operation Bigs is a pretty amazing program. It matches Big Brothers and Big Sisters, but in a military context. Welcome, Sylvia. Hi, thanks for having me. So what is Operation Bigs?
0: So Operation Bigs is basically Big Brothers, Big Sisters, where we match uh, bigs or adult mentors with With children, and the children that we serve in our Operation Bigs program are military-connected kids. So that's what kind of separates the Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and the um, Operation Bigs.
1: So Operation Bigs is Big Brothers and Big Sisters. How do you find all these kids that need a big brother, a big sister? Because normally, in in Big Brothers and Big Sisters, they're involved with you know various things through schools, or they got in trouble, or whatever. But military kids probably haven't.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a a really good question. So, you know, really um, Operation Biggs, we recognize that, you know, military kids face certain challenges, right? So whether it's an active duty uh, uh, family where um, uh, someone is deploying, um, moving a lot, right? So lots of transitions in the family. that these challenges um, that even though they might not be uh, the traditional big brother, big sister uh, kids that we serve, that these kids also face challenges and to put a adult role model or mentor in their life can really just, just help them pave the way to success.
1: So when I was first hearing about operation bigs, I said, okay, big brothers and big sisters, everybody knows, about the name big brothers and big sisters but like if like me I've never had any interaction with it mm-hmm. when did it start where did it come from is right. it is it, it's not new cuz I've heard about it my whole life right. but I don't really know that much about it
0: right so so big brothers big sisters has been around for over 100 years and really it started in new york with um with someone that really was was seeing that mentorship works right and and putting an adult role model with a child who's face, facing challenges or who has been in trouble, that, that this could really impact their life. Um, you know, we always hear the, the saying, it only takes one person. Um, and really that's that's kind of what we see with our resources, matching adult mentors or friends or coaches or however we want to, you know, classify that adult with a child. Um that supportive person can really have positive impacts on youth. And so this 100 years ago, you know, they realized this and that started Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America.
1: So then we took Big Brothers and Big Sisters and now we've made Operation Bigs for the military community. Correct. And so how long has that been going on?
0: So it's been around a while. The program in Hampton Roads, um, and Hampton Roads meaning the Tidewater area, Norfolk, Chesapeake, Virginia Beach, Suffolk, um, has really been around since 2014. So about six years. Um, they, you know, um, basically the, the Richmond office, the um, our, our main office, was um, was looked at and asked if they would be willing to serve. These military-connected kids in Hampton Roads, and um, thus began Operation Bigs. Um, so we've been in operation for about six years. Um, we've served over 400 children. Um, we are a, a small agency, but doing big work. Um, really just, uh, and you you asked about Tyler earlier about, you know, how do we find our kids? Really, you know, we go through uh, means, whether it's Fleet and Family Services and letting them know that we're out there, whether it's, you know, you had Stephen Cohen Center on um, last week and, you know, really just, just being a partner with Stephen Cohen. And so when they're seeing their families, they can also offer this opportunity to the family. So we're not parents, we're not uh, therapists, um, we're really just Um, really great people in the community, volunteers who want to make a difference in a child's life by spending that one-on-one time
1: with them. Well, that's just absolutely fantastic because military kids face a lot of different challenges that other kids really don't face at all, especially with parents being gone for significant lengths of time, uh, moving schools. Right. And especially down the Hampton Road with the Navy, they must deploy all the time. Right. Yeah. So what are the goals of having a big brother, big sister? Right.
0: Really, you know, what what research says is so when when someone signs up to be a volunteer mentor or a big brother or sister, you know, we really ask for them to make that one year commitment um, to that child. So it's a one-on-one match, professionally supported by our agency, um, that lasts at least a year. Now, in many circumstances, it can last a lot longer, right? Um, But that year, what we really see is it can have positive impacts, improving grades, um, more confidence less, um, substance abuse, um, really just kind of steering that kid. What, what we know is that all kids have potential, right? We all have a potential that that big sister or big brother is really there to defend that potential to really help that child be their cheerleader. Go, you know, you got this, just be that, that person that is always there, um, always on their side, um, you know, can just make such a
1: powerful impact on a child. Oh, it sure does. So, once you've matched up either with the Stephen Cohen Center or whoever they refer, what a great organization they are, by yeah, the way. They are, yes, they and, sure are. And so Operation Biggs, they said, hey, this kid really needs somebody. Mm-hmm. Their parents are deployed, a single parent, they're getting yeah. in some, they're having some issues that probably just need some help. Sure. So they match them with a mentor and we'll figure out how they you guys find these mentors in a little bit. But, yep. But what does that mean? What is, what is, what do they do when they do meet up?
0: Yeah. So, so, so what we ask is that they spend about um, three to four hours once a week with that child. So um, really it is, you know, going to the house, picking up the child, going out and doing something in the community. We really encourage low to no cost activities. So whether that's going to the beach here in Hampton Roads or going to the library or, or, to Mount Trashmore, to throw a football for an hour, to, um, walk on a trail, to, you know, sit under a tree and, and make artwork together. It really, you know, it's really not about what they do. It's just about that quality time that they spend together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, um, so yeah, we, 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 we give them ideas, but I can tell you that some of our volunteers are still very creative and they come up with the, I had, I had one volunteer, um, <laughs> He said um, it was a day it was raining. They were going to go to the park and they couldn't, but he, they ended up going to Costco and walking around for two hours and, and tried all the samples. Um, you know, just something so simple as um, that or taking them with you to, to grocery shop or change the oil in your car or, you know, really it's, it's not about what you do. It's about, you know, that quality um, one-on-one time that they spend together.
1: So I know the schools are all closed. Is there anything that's linked in with the schools, though, when the schools are not closed because of the worldwide pandemic?
0: Correct. Yes. So actually we do, we have two programs um, for Operation Biggs. We have our community-based program, which is basically what I just described to you. They go out in the community and do something. We also have a school or slash site-based program. And that is for um, where a volunteer would go visit the child at school um, once a week um, during their resource time or, or PE block or something that is not a core course and they spend quality time at the school um in a mentoring relationship. Now obviously um that has uh, been halted with schools being closed. Um we have like I said I can't talk enough about how awesome the people um who volunteer with our agency but now they're um they're they're sending emails through me that I can send to the to the little brother or sister or their um they are writing letters. I've had a couple of volunteers, just old school, you know, stamp, you know, just, just writing that letter to that child, just to give them something else to look forward to. It's certainly a difficult time for us all.
1: In the age of instant communication, handwritten letters are uh, definitely more special than probably they were in the past. Sure. I know my kids love getting handwritten (laughs) letters from relatives and that that must be a So, how old do you have to be for the kids mm-hmm. to participate in Big Brothers Big Sisters or Operation Bigs?
0: Yes. So, uh, again, you know, we are an affiliate of the national office, so the the, the children that we serve um, and the ages that we serve could be different than other parts of the country. But in Hampton Roads, we serve military connected middle school age children. So, really, um, we are focusing on that you know, awesome time in life where really nobody ever enjoyed, (laughs) um, that middle school time where, you know, all of the things that you spoke about, the transition, the deployments, you know, just being a regular middle schooler is, is not fun. And today's age with, um, all of these children, all of the stresses put on them can be very difficult. So, um, we really focus on that age and that's really kind of a time where kids are, you know, really finding out who they are and, and, and making some decisions about who they want to be. Um, so putting that positive mentor in their life can really just kind of pave their way to, to success.
1: So I just want to clarify, because I live out in a very rural co- county, and like middle school is like seventh, no, sixth and seventh grade. Like they do every school as two years. Right. But traditionally, it's what, fifth through eighth grade? So our middle schools in Hampton Road are sixth, seventh, and eighth. Okay.
0: So usually that is 11, 12, 13-ish um, is kind of what, um, if someone came to me and wanted to be a volunteer with our program, that's kind of what I set them up, knowing that it'll be a child within that age range.
1: So I if I wanted to go volunteer, what are you looking for? Who are you looking for? Any particular backgrounds, any special yeah. skills?
0: Very good question. Yeah. So so our new slogan with Big Brothers Big Sister is that you are life qualified to be a mentor. <laughs> and really, you know, I love that slogan because we've been through life, you know, whether however long we've been through it. But we're, we're, we are life qualified. It does not take you know, someone with any sort of teaching degree or any sort of counseling, it's its really just that person that w- that is is, is, is is wanting to spend time and making that powerful impact on a kid and having a relationship and um, that's it. I mean, that that's all it takes. Of course, you know, we ask for consistency. So, you know, we, we want folks, if they say they're going to show up on Saturday to pick you up to go do something fun, we want them to show up on Saturday to pick you up and go do something fun. Um, we also need that year commitment um, but basically, if they are, you know, have to qualify with with thorough background checks and interviews, of course, because child safety is number one. But with that, um, you know, it's anyone who is um, is really looking just to have a positive impact on a child.
1: So as long as they're an adult, basically eighteen and up, correct, and not having a bad background, you are more than qualified. Uh, you don't have to have any special skills. Just Correct. a desire to help that kid.
0: That's it. That is it. And that is what life qualified means. Exactly.
1: That, that's fantastic. So who are the volunteers that you have now? What kind of backgrounds or where are yeah. you trying to recruit?
0: You know, we, um, it's, it's kind of fun because we can really recruit anywhere. Um, any age works. Um, we have volunteers, you know, of course you have to be 18, but we have them all the way up until, you know, 80. Um, it, it's, it, it, it doesn't matter. This is really just providing that person in, in a child's life. Um, I will say, though, in Hampton Roads, we do have a lot of military uh, veterans who volunteer as well as active duty. Um, those folks, um, Navy specific, but who are on shore duty so they are not necessarily deployable in the next year. Um, we certainly welcome them sometimes, you know, their schedules are flexible. Um, uh, and, and it's just can be a great time in life for them. Um, you know, timing is everything. It's, it's, it's really a time in life that that they feel like they can dedicate that one hour uh, um, or two, three hours a week with a child. Um, also, we have firefighters. Um, another group are, are police officers who make wonderful volunteers just because their schedules are flexible, um, where they might, you know, work a 24-hour shift and then have off a couple days. Um, but really, um, Tyler, I, you know, anyone who has a child in their heart, you know, who really just wants to make that positive impact, um, you know, we can all make two, three hours a week to spend with a child. Um, it's Absolutely. Incredible.
1: Yeah, no, this is such a wonderful program. And I hadn't heard of the specific military-focused Big Brothers and Big Sisters, which is why we're so interested in learning about Operation Bigs, because the challenges are different. They are. Um, you know, I've always heard, you know, uh, Big Brothers and Big Sisters in the big cities, uh, right. where, where you, you know, are affiliated with the YMCA or some other organization, but not in a military town. Right. And because when I was in, I worked with the uh, Y as a volunteer yes, and uh the the uh late night where all the kids would come to be able to be able to play and and no cost and be able to come in and do that and it was so much fun but you had to be there every friday because right. that's the kids are expecting people to be there so they can come and right. play and it was just an amazing time this was before i had kids because i couldn't do it now because you know <laughs> my kids would be like where the heck are you every friday right but uh at the time, it was absolutely a huge enhancement to understanding like how kids play, and it was also a broad community of both military and, and civilian kids with a lot of challenges sure. that they brought yeah. with them. But at the same time, the conduct was so much better right. than you would exp- than they were otherwise. They would tell us like, "Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't be this good at school." Wow and it was a it was a great experience and i think anybody that would like to volunteer really should just reach out yeah. i know you you guys are down at the beach but uh, how far is the service area
0: So, um, we, uh, our, our, our physical space, our North is located in Norfolk, but we serve, um, you know, all of the, all of the, the, the cities in Hampton Roads, um, Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, Suffolk, Portsmouth, Norfolk. Um, we really try to, uh, match to make a match. And when I say a match, that's matching a big brother with a little brother, a big sister with a little sister we do that and and really want, we we think about it a lot. So we want to match people who have similar interests. So Tyler, if you were into sports, you know, I want to put you with a child that enjoys sports Um, or if you're more of a, you know, a gamer or, you know, you know, engineer type, you know, we really want to make those matches um, so that, so that you have something to kind of jump off from, you know, a starting point, a, a level of interest. The other thing that we do is we want to um, match folks that live close together. So if, if you know, within like a 10 mile radius, so because you are going to that littles home to pick them up once a week, we don't want you driving all over town or all over, you know, multiple cities to do that. So we kind of look at a whole bunch of things um, to really make that like the most successful uh, match that we can. Um, after they' are matched, we do what we call uh, professionally professionally support that match. So we talk to uh, big. Uh, once a month. We call that a match support call. This is an opportunity for the volunteer to have any questions or concerns or, you know, ideas of what to do or how to achieve the goal that we've set for that child, whether it's improved self-esteem or independence. We kind of talk about ways that they might be able to foster that. Um, and then we also uh, talk to the child and the parent once a month. So we don't just make a match and say, have fun. You know, we really want to, we want this to work. We want this to be successful. And we want those chi- that child to reach the goals that we've kind of set forth for them. Um,
1: so, yeah. So that is, that's a very important point to note. It's not just, hey, here's a kid, here's an adult hey, you guys have some similar interests, go on and have fun. Right. But there's a, a lot of uh, programmatic support to make yeah. sure that the, the adult and the child that they're supporting have achievable goals and Correct. support to go after those goals. And the parent or the adult is getting some advice and counsel on how to get them. Because if you said, hey, uh, I want to help raise his self-esteem, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> right.
0: That's a, that's a really great point, Tyler. And, you know, and we make it so simple, like raising self-esteem, let's help the child make a decision. So maybe, you know, maybe big brother's picking up little brother and, and big brother says to little brother, ah, you know, what do you want to do today? And little's like, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe that's an opportunity for that big to say, okay, well let's think about some things together. And how about I make the decision this outing, but next outing you choose, you know, just, just, really starting to develop and, and, you know, developing self-esteem, you know, what we know, um, it it doesn't have to be in that therapeutic counseling role. It can just be as simple as way to go, buddy. Good job. You know, maybe they don't have that person or, or, or the ability of that, that parent or support person and saying that to them, or maybe they are,
1: and you're just the other extra support in their life. Absolutely. No, this is absolutely fantastic. Sylvia, thank you so much for joining us for this is our first interview for the month of the military child in April. Great. and We'll be right back. In case you missed it, Coming Home Well had an opportunity to interview Ray Crowley last Wednesday, which we broadcasted live on our Facebook page as part of our series called Talks with Tyler, which we air most every Wednesday at 6 p.m. We'll also be posting the interview on our website at cominghomewell.com. Mr. Crowley is a leading expert on the use of hyperbaric oxygen treatments for a wide range of medical issues, including treating diabetic and burn wounds, helping divers recover from the bends when they come to the surface too fast, and a number of other medical issues. We also learned how hyperbaric oxygen treatments have shown tremendous success in treating traumatic brain injuries and other neurological conditions that often affect our veterans. He also shared with us ongoing medical research to use hyperbaric oxygen to treat people with the COVID-19 disease, allowing pressurized oxygen to be used to help the body overcome some of the effects that cause it hard for people to breathe with the disease. If you didn't have a chance to catch the interview, it is available right now on the Coming Home Well Facebook page. In the news this week, there is a potential reprieve on the elimination of over 18,000 military medical providers that currently serve. If you recall, a few months back, we talked about the Defense Health Agency cutting positions in order to focus on treating active duty. However, fighting the novel coronavirus pandemic has put a hold on the controversial plan to cut medical billets in the military health system and transfer retirees to outside providers, according to Defense Health Agency. We are shifting our focus to support the nation and devoting all available resources to combat COVID-19. We are assessing all available medical facilities, services, and personnel that can be used to provide assistance to our nation's health care providers, the Defense Health Agency said in a March 31st statement. In a response to the Defense Health Agency statement, the Military Officers Association of America said the conditions-based policy for implementing the plan is reassuring, but MOAA believes simply pausing the current MHS reform strategy is not enough. The COVID-19 pandemic will yield many lessons learned for the whole of government and national medical systems, and potentially a new vision for DUD's role in any future nationwide medical emergency, said the Director of Health Affairs at MOAA. In other news, the Army asked its Soldiers for Life who are trained in medical fields to come back to do battle against the novel coronavirus pandemic. And to date, more than 25,000 former soldiers have answered that call. The service first sent out an appeal in late March to retired officers and enlisted from a targeted set of specialties, asking for volunteers to redon the uniform and reinforce Army communities thinned by emergency field hospital and personnel deployments to regions hit hardest by the virus. We at Coming Home Well want to thank you for listening, and we especially want to thank our loyal donors that help keep us on the air, helping veterans, and keeping the promise that we will continue until all are home and all are well. This is Coming Home Well. Coming, coming, coming Home Well,
0: helping civilians better help veterans. Every Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. on Seville 107.5 FM and 1260 a.m. WCHB.